Welcome to episode 86 of The Brian Oak Show. That's right, recording uh, right now in the Smart Start MN studio here in scenic and historic South Minneapolis. I am Brian Oak along with Sean Bernard, episode 86, and we have got an amazing guest on tap for you today. He is literally internationally acclaimed, and there was no way he could have known, despite his early success as a member and the title character of the band Sha Na Na, <laughs> he, not that Sha Na Na, but no. Sean Nana, as his name is Sean Tillman in real life, but then chose a different moniker, and it, I appreciate his confidence, but there's no way he could have known he would actually become an internationally acclaimed superstar when he chose the name Harmar Superstar. I think he just chose it because, well, Harmar Mall, and it rhymed, but it turned out that uh, life imitated art, and although he's been all around the world lived in Los Angeles, partied with London's elite. He is back in Minnesota now for the past few years and calls his place his home. So Harmar Superstar will be our guest on today's show. And it's hard for me to believe that this Sean, Sean Bernard, uh, we've made it almost a minute and a half into the show, and we made it a, I don't know, we were sitting here for a good 10, 15 minutes before we started recording. Yeah. Um, you haven't said a single thing about my COVID protective wear that I'm rocking today. It's uh, it's kind of creeping me out. It should. That's yeah. the goal. It's uh, it's a mask that was made for me by a couple of longtime listeners uh, to my time over at The Current, but then they are part of a very loyal <laughs> group who formed a group called the Juggalokes. Uh, they've incorporated my last name, Oak, into Juggalos. Now, if you don't know what a Juggalo is, well, a Juggalo is somebody who's a fan of the Detroit-based rap duo Insane Clown Posse. Uh, Insane Clown Posse, well, not exactly musical geniuses uh um, they are certainly popular and they have something they call the family that stretches around the world and they like to paint their face up uh well insane clown posse like insane clowns you know um shaggy two dope violent j well Nikki, uh, a member of the Juggaloaks, had come up with this, this design a long time ago and they sent me a t-shirt. It's my face done in the makeup of one of the two guys. I'm not sure if it's Violent J or Shaggy <laughs> Two Dope. Uh, but I, it's, 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 so it's Juggalokin is what it is. Juggaloke. And, um, uh, and so, uh, Nikki did the design and another of the Juggaloaks, Linda, decided to put this mask together for me. So my thanks to both of them because now, and look, by 2020 standards, this isn't even weird, Sean. Wearing a mask with my own image has a juggalo on it that's sort of dull for 2020 that's not as bad as some of those like where people have like a an expression yeah like, like a smile or something that's uh-huh. creepy too like it's <laughs> it's kind of orwellian or something my daughter oh you know what but did you ever see that thing where because it's impolite to i mean in you know japanese society has some very structured oh, yeah. and rigid social standards yeah it's very impolite to be seen eating your food in some situations oh, so they cover their yeah so there were there were napkins you could put around your hamburger uh, a while back i remember seeing this on the internet where japanese women in particular like if they were eating a burger or something like that yeah. they would wrap this piece of paper around it and it would just show the smile on their face as opposed to them eating food when I do that, because I do that all the time now, I have to laugh like this. 
Okay. That is creepier than me wearing a mask with my own face on it. Okay. That right there is creepier than that. Um... Wow. You know what we should do? We should just go ahead and dive in because we've got a lot to get to. We've got Har Mar Superstar on the show today. And I was digging through records. I've had a lot of downtime. Mill City Sound, sadly, my other job, has closed for the foreseeable future as somebody there spiked a high fever earlier mm. this week. And it's bad timing. Record Store Day is coming up on Saturday. and But, you know, they're doing the right thing. They said, we're going to shut down and Smart. you're not allowed to come into the store, even though they're coming up to one of their biggest money days of oh, the year. Man. Because you just can't risk it, right? If we're going to flatten the curve, it means we're all going to have to tighten the belt and take a hit here and there. And it sucks. And what that means is other than doing the podcast, I got a little downtime this week and possibly next week. We'll wait and see what the test results have to say. But I spent the last couple of days digging deep into my record collection and I totally forgot that I had this incredible record by a band out of England, one of the truly first integrated bands after, say, Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, They were called The Equals. Now, The Equals have two noteworthy things in their back pocket one is this is where eddie grant got his start do you really? remember eddie grant rock down yeah two? yeah electric avenue and then we'll take it higher <laughs> working for so hard like a soldier <laughs> and the cats okay we're not gonna we're not doing the whole song um but this is where he got his start and there'd always been a love of ska and rock steady and then later reggae throughout the british music community but this was a band that incorporated some of the cool elements of the late 60s and early 70s in terms of the mod stuff in terms of Mm. groovy sunshiny pop with island beats and rhythms and they were called the equals now they eddie grant got his start there but this is the band that did this song first now this song was brought to most of our attentions if not it certainly was to me all of our attentions first by the clash the clash oh, yeah. did this song and a very noteworthy version of it but it was done originally by this band the equals police on my back on the brian oak show on my back and the victim really won't come back i've been running monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday running down the railway track could you help me police on my back they will catch me if i did drop back come and give me all the speed i had i've been running monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday what have i done i'm still running down the railway track could you help me police on my back they will catch me if i did drop back come and give me all the speed I had, I've been running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, running down the railway track. Yes, I'm a running, police on my back. Yes, I'm a running, police on my back. Yes, I'm a running, police on my back.
So in addition to that song being originally done in 1968 by the band The Equals, and then later, a decade later, covered by The Clash, uh, Police on My Back, it turns out that when you look at the various genres that could be described as, Hmm. psychedelic pop, psychedelic garage, British invasion, and freak beat. Now, I've never heard of freak beat before today. Uh, And apparently freak beat is sort of a generic catch-all term among record collectors. Here it says, for obscure British invasion music of all types, often blues-oriented, so much of it sounds like the Stones or Yardbirds or Blues Breakers, but occasionally some of your tougher Mersey beat bands or known to collectors who specialize in the style, generally fairly obscure British invasion of all types. If you find a nice copy of Baby Come Back, the 1968 full length by the Equals, get your hands on it because it's that good all the way through. It's really cool. I remember I only got turned on to these guys probably seven or eight years ago and um, was lucky enough to then work at a record store and find a ridiculously clean copy of it for probably... I'm still stuck on Mersey beat. Yeah, man. That's, that's <laughs> you know, the, the Beatles, man. They were Mersey, Mersey beat. beat. They exactly. were. Okay, yeah. I didn't know what the hell that was. Yeah, the Mersey is a, like a sound or part of the ri- a river. And um, okay. yeah, if you came from the Mersey side, you were uh, you were working class. I you, like it. Uh, yeah, you'd, you rocked a little harder than those stiffs in Always London. Always learning, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is the Brian Oak Show, and it's made possible by Smart Start MN. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Ed and Mike over there have been stalwart allies of the Brian Oak Show, not to mention both very funny on the uh, facebook there on the social media oh yeah they're both hilarious always with the comedy jokes those two and they get it they yeah. get it they get the bit they're in on the bit they actually uh put a note up about uh laurie lindine and having her on and uh her new york times article which then i went and read man really hit me hard so she was on the show the other day that yes. was love those guys over at smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. Right. That is to get 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. And in a nutshell, it's a, a breathalyzer for your car. If you get a DUI, if someone you know does, you're going to need to drive and you can get back into your car quicker than you otherwise might with the help of our friends over at Smart Start MN. Check out smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show and let them know that we sent you. We'd really appreciate that. Also, Buster's on 28th. They are where I'm having lunch later on today because I posted that picture of those cheese curds today. Today is the day that the Great Minnesota Get-Together is supposed to be starting. It is Thursday today, August 27th, and it's supposed to be the day the State Fair is opening. And I know to many people, it's filth, it's too much unwashed humanity, it's hot, it's untenable, there's just so many people there, and I freaking love it. Even when I wasn't working there on the regular, I would still go two to three times every single year. I love the freaking State Fair. And I like it. Yeah. I can go one time a year. I'm surprised with all your radio time and having to go there and just the time it took to get there. 
that you're still a wild fan. I like it, but I'm not like an obsessed State Fair guy. I'll admit, you know, the magic goes out of it pretty quickly. Like there were there were years where I had to work nine of the twelve days. Out I remember, there. yeah. And though those the magic goes out pretty quickly, but I, yeah. I I would still even then find time to go as a civilian. It was my daughter and I's thing, and that won't be happening <laughs> this year. Anyway, I got totally derailed there, yeah. but um, they have. Cheese curds. Dare I say better than State Fair cheese curds mm. at Buster's on 28th. Buster's on 28th, by the way. Uh, I just saw, uh, there's a neighborhood watch thing that you can watch. The Baker's Wife, which is right next door, yeah. got robbed yesterday. Apparently oh, somebody no. broke in. And not related to any of the no. social unrest that was going down last night. Um, but anyway, Buster's on 28th, so far as I know, fine, fit, and healthy. They, you can sit inside. You can sit out on their patio, which I highly recommend. Or you don't have to do anything. You can just go online. Buster's on 28th. That's the numbers. 28. Buster's on 28th.com take a look at the menu order your food swing by pick it up and everybody's happy they get to stay open you get to ram cheese curds or whatever you'd like from their menu right into your face and if you happen to stop by let them know that we did send you there as well busters on 28th.com and if you share our episode today and you tag busters on 28th if you're the first person to do that what i'm gonna send you a busters gift card come on yep Really? So I know that's a couple of hoops to jump okay, through. Okay, no, no, but that's, well, dude, a free gift card, free food exactly. in, the, in the era of pandemic. So remind me again, the first person who takes this link, listening to this right now, go ahead, pause the show, but do yep. come back, but takes this link, shares it on social media. Do they also have to tag us? If they, uh, they just have to tag Busters on 28th because we'll already be tagged as part of the part oh, of the post. Okay, yeah. so you tag Busters on 28th, you make a post on social media. Can it be anywhere? It can be anywhere. Okay, um, yeah. Friendster. Um, we're not going to do Friendster. Uh, no MySpace? No. Okay, so the big four. Okay, I got it. So <laughs> you go ahead and tag Busters on 28th and, and share the show itself. Share the link for the show, which you obviously you're listening to the show, so you can get that. Uh, and Sean's going to hook you up with a gift card to Busters on 28th. I might even personally drop it off if you live uh, inside the ring, the 494, 694 ring. Wow, that is service with a smile right there. All right, well, you heard it right there. Sean's, Sean's the one calling the shots on this one. So if you want to check him out for free, make sure that you share the necessary information. And if you want to check him out someday in the future, Future Busters on 28th.com. All right, time to get to our guest today, a man that I've known for some time, and it turns out we have quite a bit in common. We both believe that black lives matter. We both have a certain roguish handsomeness that's hard to define, <laughs> but undeniable at the same time. Uh, oh, and whereas I generally prefer to skulk in the shadows, he is a man who comes to life in the limelight, uh, and he's a super nice guy. His name is Har Mar Superstar. Not his given name, although that would be your parents would be very interesting to meet if that were the case, but it is the name we know him best by. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How's it going, Brian? It's, Sean? It's, hello, hello. It's going very well. Well, I mean, all things considered, it's going very well. It leads yeah. me to my first question. How's your pandemic going? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, slow and low. You know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. not, not much. I feel like the way I've been describing it lately is kind of Everything's sort of uh, in the middle. If it were to be a wave sign, it would be a very boring uh, <laughs> kind of not anything too high, not anything too low, just sort of a hum in the middle that, uh, you know. Yeah, um, I a middle think, C. I think for, for, uh, compared to a lot of people and, and you know, um, things uh, I'm seeing out there in the world, I've got it really good, you know, um, so I'm going to count my blessings and try to help other people that don't, I guess, is basically 
all it can do. Yeah, well, now is the time for that, obviously, more than ever before. And um, I I do have one sort of uh, silly question for you. That yeah. is, um, well, it's a two-parter, and then, you know, we're going to talk about some more serious stuff because the city that you and I love, that all three of us love, is on fire and continues to spiral in the wrong direction. But before we get to anything real heavy like that or the incoming election, oh, there's so much to talk about. Oh, God. But I want to ask Dread. you first, on a, on, a, on a much lighter note, do you own any, well, now, see, it's not fair because you're a rock star and you have to have merch. Um, <laughs> do you have anything that is personal to you that's not specifically Harmar merchandise? that bears your image do you have your face on a t-shirt or perhaps a sexy pair of briefs something like I, that i i mean i i have all that stuff i have uh i have i think that my favorite one that i have is more of a documentation of uh, a leotard i made once that has my own face on the crotch that's pink <laughs> with a darker pink <laughs> likeness of me and I have since lost the leotard, but I have, um, you remember, uh, at the mall of America where there's now a mini golf course by the food court. Yeah. There used to be, uh, the Kellogg's or whatever cereal adventure. I, um, I can't say that I was ever inside the cereal adventure, but I, I know, yeah. I know the area you're talking about. Yeah. Well, we caught wind that you could make your own Wheaties boxes in there oh. with your own likeness. So I went in and, uh, I'm, I got a picture of myself in my leotard looking like I was being like thrown into the photo. Um, like, you know, during a press conference after I won some sort of ice skating competition, um, <laughs> Like with terror in my eyes, like I'm getting thrown in to the room. Um, and so I still have that Wheaties box. And then that went on to be a kind of a, a thing that uh, like bands like La Save Fav and, and the, um, the creators of Chunklet magazine back in the early 2000s would send people to the Mall of America to get their band photos on the Wheaties box. And then they made sort of a a, a museum of sorts down at the Chunkland offices in Atlanta. So look at that. Pretty in, proud. International, <laughs> international trendsetter, Harmar superstar. In addition to his long list of many accolades, I just asked because uh, a couple of people who used to listen to me on the radio and now have started a Facebook page to both support and promote this particular podcast, The Brian Oak Show, they refer to themselves as the Juggaloaks. And of course, that's a reference <laughs> to the uh, insane clown posse fans, the Juggalos. And they once took an image of my face and gave me the music uh, or gave me the facial stylings of uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's Shaggy Too Dope or Violent J I gotta be <laughs> honest but th- they have now put that image on a mask for me to wear around in the time of Corona and so I just wondered is it weird to wear something with your own image on it but I realized that I'm probably asking the wrong person you're, you're asking exactly the wrong person <laughs> but to bring that full circle um I think a few Halloweens ago, I played a couple shows in San, San Antonio and Austin that were just uh, me and two drummers, uh, Ryan McMahon and Ben Avascu. And for our costumes, um, I went kind of meta, and I was Violent Jay Sherman, so I was the critic as <laughs> Violent Jay from, from Insane Clown Posse. And the two drummers were two Shaggy Two Dopes. Right. So it was... Yeah, Violent J. Sherman and two Shaggy Two Dopes rocked San Antonio and Austin. And uh, it was it was uh, an amazing look, I got to say. And also a social experiment that I didn't anticipate because, you know, 
a lot of people were like, you know, they didn't think I was in costume. They just thought I was actually a juggler. <laughs> I love it when, and, I, when I talk to someone. You know, that I, they, they talk about their family members. They're like, oh, my brother's a juggler. You know? And you're like, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> you know? And then it brought a humanity to it that I kind of like appreciate a lot more now. And I know, that, I know that ICP isn't exactly deep underground, but to not have to explain to someone what a juggalo is is a very refreshing take, so I appreciate that, Harmar. Um, <laughs> yeah. our, city, uh, our city's in trouble. You live in Minneapolis, yeah? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, yes. you've, you've been all over the world quite literally, and I know that you've had occasion to plant your butt other places, but this is where you're from. This is where you live. Sean and I feel the same way. This is our city, and so we're pretty territorial. We're pretty protective. We love this yeah. city, and, you know, it, there were problems, obviously, long before George Floyd. By the way, here in the Smart Start MN studio where we're recording right now, uh, we're 10 blocks south. We're on 48th in Chicago, 10 blocks south from that gorgeous memorial yeah. that, that may not live forever, so if people have not been to 38th in Chicago yet by all means bike over walk over park a few blocks away and walk it is it is humbling it is powerful it is well worth checking out the array of art it it grows and it breathes Mm -hmm. and lives and there's like you know now there's like vegetation growing within like the the tributes and I don't know I think it'd be a real a real missed opportunity if if the city didn't make it a permanent thing that that fountain should just be there you know I I agree I think at this point, you know, I know it's a pandemic, but I don't think the traffic's really too messed up without that 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 part of the artery, you know. I mean, basically, if if Nicolet could have a Kmart in the middle of it for 30 years, <laughs> yes. then I, I feel like we can uh, we can make yep. we can we can use uh, you know we can use our 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 resources to drive around that for the rest of our life. It's it's only a block. Trying to drive around that Kmart has always (laughs) been a pain in the ass with all the one ways and everything. And um, And just get out of your car and go look at it, you know? So come on. Drink it in because, as you and I know, as everyone knows, systemic racism has been a problem since, you know, whatever. Go back as far as you want, and it goes back further still. Um, but obviously, things have come to a head here in 2020 with all the other delightful things happening. The 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 spotlight, the magnifying glass being put on social injustice and disparity yeah. and privilege and all of that. This is the time to go ahead and seize that. But unfortunately, there are opportunists who have also been moving in who, you know, they, it's easy to say that they're not doing the movement any favors, and that's true, but they are are doing their own movement a favor. There are people out there who strive to sow chaos, who absolutely just want to watch something burn. And, yeah. we, and we saw them again last night. Today is what? Thursday, August 27th. Um, and last night, downtown Minneapolis, there was a horrific situation. The early reports are that somebody was being sought in the case of a homicide and then took his own life with his gun. And suddenly there was an eruption downtown amidst bad information, amid mixed information. And suddenly there were institutions that I know Sean loves and I love that yeah. were broken into, that were on fire. Yeah. And again, these are not people who are striving for equity among the races or working to narrow the gap of economic disparity. These are people who are strictly there for the party or to bur- break things and burn things. And the fact that people like to lump them together to me is one of the one of the awful, awful things that is happening right now in our city. Yeah, well, uh, it's uh, it's it's like uh, it's, it's so hard to, to even comment on you know what i mean like just because it's like watching the city burn is 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 hard but it's also a necessary thing i think and i think that there are certain certain elements where 
you know, there are people in pain. And if the if it's part of the protest, I'm not against it. But there are definitely, yeah, these these agents coming in from from just a, a non even political place or whatever they're doing um, that are just sort of ruining it for everybody. And it's it's hard to watch everything kind of get, you know, knocked down to be built back up again and, and not know. You know, even if things can come back at this point because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and everybody's feeling so much for so many reasons. And it's just it's hard to it's hard to be on the side of um, real estate over humanity at this point. So it's like I, it's hard to it's hard to know. I just yeah, it's 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 everything's complicated by, yeah, people just joining the party. Um, and, and but then there's like this whole wave of 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 younger people that are are really being such a great example right now and such like uh uh such fighters for such good causes i mean i feel like you know uh people in gen z or millennials or whatever you know kind of group which which have been maybe disparaged as not as 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 like proactive or something uh in the past by people as far as like work and society go um are really stepping up and it's amazing to see kind of uh people realizing that they maybe they don't have a financial future or maybe they don't have uh you know they're never going to not be in in debt for college or be able to buy a house but they're going to make damn sure that everyone is included and uh, feels like, you know, part of society and feels like they have a voice. It's it's pretty inspirational to watch that. I couldn't agree more. Well, and now seems to be the time to seize it. And even though change very likely will not reach its fruition in our lifetime, any increment of change, small, hopefully large, is good to see really by any means necessary, I suppose, to borrow a much more famous phrase. Um, you on Twitter, and I promise we're not going to talk politics the whole time. We are going to talk about okay. music and some other fun things. Oh, but but you, your, <laughs> your most recent tweet, uh, which came out earlier this morning, is a picture of a Joe Biden uh, yard sign. And you wrote, yes, yeah. I wanted Bernie or Warren more than this ticket, which I couldn't agree with more i absolutely agree with that um but you also said i can't handle another four years under trump i don't know that this country can survive another four years under trump and so i I honestly don't yeah it's insane how much damage is being done daily it's freakish and so while again and again i know people are like well why should we have to settle for the lesser of two evils because one of the evils is so black-heartedly vile oil-blooded evil that it, it just it when i hear about people who are like well you know i'm really going to watch the 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 uh, conventions because i'm not quite deci- there's no way you can't be decided months ago <laughs> years ago in this fucking election there's just not a way yeah. you could be on the fence on this one like i really want to hear what more of their platforms contain <laughs> yeah. i'm not I, quite it's getting ridiculous. it ridiculous yeah and they can only get like their direct family members to speak. I feel like that should be like an indicator enough. But hey, like, hey, Harmar, uh, they did get Scott Bayo. Okay, so Chachi, oh, yeah, yeah. Chachi was there. All right, so they, they did scored, pull out. They Chachi. They did pull out some of the big wattage. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, they got they got a couple that stood on their lawn with AKs pointed at protesters. Unbelievable, to, man! I have to mention. 
I, I love that they say they we want to abolish the suburbs. I was thinking about that like, <laughs> on the way over here to talk to you, and I was I was going to congratulate Sean that our diabolical plan to dismantle the suburbs <laughs> is fine is finally coming to fruition. Yes. Like, oh, is if there's one thing I hate, it's a strip mall and all those split entry houses up in the North Suburban Cultural Corridor. We As, get, yeah, my first order of business is to to. Bus everybody back from the suburbs into the city. Force them to live in the city and go and live in low income housing and go to public schools. I cannot wait for that plan to come to fruition. Yeah, yeah it's it's like, you know, the I mean, I'm constantly disappointed in the, you know, the Democratic Party, obviously. But, um, you know, at this point, it's like, yeah, it's just like, sure, Biden isn't the greatest and he's old and he could, you know, anything could happen and he might not seem all there, but, uh, you know, uh, it, for me, it's like the, the president is always a puppet of some sort and we're not going to like solve that right now by November, uh, by backing a third party candidate or something, because mathematically that's just not going to work for us. So, yeah. No, no it, Kanye this year. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, uh, you know, you just I, I'm sucking it up and going. But I, I think, you know, Harris is was a great kind of uh, shot in the arm for everybody. Agreed. But also, you know, people are going to uh, we're going to eat ourselves as far as being like liberals and left leftists or whatever you call us um, by, you know, also disproving Biden and Harris, you know. And, and I think that's like the big problem is like there's there's not going to be a perfect candidate and. I think uh, it sucks to say that we do have to settle for it right now, but we need to dismantle two-party system and the electoral college mainly at some point, or you know, we're just it, it's it's it sucks. We're just you know, it, it's it, it is it is settling, but like it the the, it, the lesser of two evils is like the, the scales are tipped so dramatically that uh-huh. I, I I can't even like I just can't believe people who would still vote again for Trump. It's just mind boggling. I just, I don't, I think people just like to watch things burn. And I really do think that the, the support for, for Trump is really just, uh, unmasked, like obvious, blatant racism and white supremacy, just living out in the open and people just feeling emboldened by him. And I I just can't, I can't, I can't handle that. And this was actually said last night. I I didn't watch it, but my wife did. She watched the RNC for a little bit. A woman, one of the Trumpian woman women, uh, actually said this last night. We should have house voting, voting by uh, the house, oh and the mail God. and the mail of the house should go do the voting. What? Yeah, no, really. I, I forget your I, name. I, I she... can't fucking believe that that was said yeah. in 2020. So there's always, I keep thinking, well, but there's not going to be that many more oh wow moments. <laughs> and there no, are. It's like, and there's like constantly new villains. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's like jumping into the first season of Game of Thrones and trying to figure out <laughs> what everybody's name is. Because you're like, I don't. I, Perfect. So. So many, so many weird, evil families out yeah. there. <laughs> too many to keep track of. All right, so and there's so much more to talk about. I want to talk about how in for like three seasons before you even know who anybody is. We can't have three more seasons, no. man. We can't no. have three more seasons. Um, you know, and well, I, I, that's the thing is like the turnover just 
I mean, imagine one season. If we call these four years of Trump one season, Ugh. now what, looking back at like Chris Christie as like a correspondent for both conventions, you're like, oh, he was the first one to be thrown under the bus, and that seems like 90 years ago uh-huh. that he was even like a villain. Now he's just like some sort of like cartoon panda bear that's like <laughs> i don't remember what happened like it's like what the you next even remember what he stood for or, or why he was there you know the next season's <laughs> already been done it's called handmaid's tale unbelievable yeah exactly. it's it's gruesome well <laughs> on the plus side we are starting to see more people come around and i love to see even though it's a weird world with the pandemic for sports i don't want to dive into this right now but the oh, fact yeah. that sports teams are sitting down even today the uh vikings canceled their morning walkthrough there's been no official announcement but they're presuming mm-hmm. that practice is canceled this afternoon after every nba team decided to sit out playoffs yesterday as a result of the shooting in kenosha wisconsin of jacob blake it looks like this ripple effect is starting to move outward. So yeah. more on that later. Let's see how it develops over the next few days. Well, yeah, let's just say honestly, if everybody in every form of entertainment, sports, and just what people depend on to kind of like get through their day, just stopped until there was something actually done and some motions made towards, you know, the leveling of the playing field for all humans, it would immediately affect a lot of change and i i'm so proud of like everybody who's just taking a stand and they, nobody owes anybody anything you know agreed we're talking to harmar superstar and we better get to some music before people are like oh i didn't realize it was a political <laughs> podcast yes <laughs> um, thank you thank well you. it happens and I, it was it was my own fault i let us down that path so let's let let's it's go okay. back towards the path of music every guest on this show whether they are a musician an author a politician whoever it is i ask everybody who comes in to pick two songs because to me at the heart and soul of what why i even do this podcast what i've done with my professional life most of my adult life uh centers around music i realized early on i'd never be able to make it but i liked to be around it. and i like to learn about music and so by having every guest pick a couple songs the music variety on the show kind of goes all over the map but that's why i like to do it for instance the first song you've chosen harmar is by an artist i've never heard of before and so i just did a little cursory look and i'm dying to know more about this guy because this falls right in my wheelhouse Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so are you talking about Jean-Jacques Perry? We are talking about Jean-Jacques Perry. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I don't know if I'd say Perry. No, I, would, I wouldn't either. <laughs> no, but that's but, just, uh, that's just but, because uh, uh, I, I love to say okay. <laughs> I just want the, the precursor of this is like this is a, a, an artist I just discovered randomly um, by this app that I feel like everyone should know uh, that Laura, my fiance, and I use a lot. And we've I was introduced to it by Macy Taylor on tour, and uh, it's called Radio with a bunch of O's. If you just put Radio in your uh, app search, it'll come up. And basically what you can do on this app is put in a decade, and then you can press any country on the map. And then you can press like a couple different, like um, I guess, uh, qualities, such as like fast and weird. So hmm. let's... So you you basically, if I put fast and weird, press France and put 1970s, um, this Jean-Jacques Perry song will come up. And then it's just a random mix of a whole bunch of other songs from that time frame from France. And and then you can just sort of like go to uh, iTunes and and buy or just start making playlists of your own. And so I found this one because it kind of sounded like some sort of almost on the verge of being 
demented like Disneyland music, <laughs> um, all made on Moog synthesizers. And uh, I just got obsessed and started listening to like a couple of these guys of Jean-Jacques Perry's albums this week and and just realized like he was doing all this like French soundtrack work and kind of was uh, on the fringe of, of like uh, of so much experimental music in New York in the 60s. And, and uh, yeah, so just so you know, just check out this radio app. If you sign up, you can do a. Uh, a mode on there called taxi where it just takes you around the world <laughs> i think in one one different like decade at a time and it's it's really fun and that's just like you know like another another great song i discovered was doing a slow weird search of 1980s american music and i found joe walsh's ilbts so mm-hmm. uh you know that was a great gift well, and it's always, it's always fun to find new music. So I've never heard this guy before, but I know artists from this time frame that are probably going to be similar. Like, oh, I can't think of the composer's name, but did the music for Fantastic Planet. Well, anyway, let's be without further ado here. Harmar's first pick here. Jean-Jacques Perry. The song is called EVA on The Brian Oak Show. Thank you. 
Holy crap, that was awesome. Jacques, <laughs> I love it. Jacques Perry, EVA. Now, I have a number of fun facts. Just a quick perusal of the internet blew my mind. So Perry was part of a duo known as Perry and Kingsley, and that was the kind of stuff that they jammed out. Apparently, the Beastie Boys back in 96, when they released their all-instrumental CD called The In Sound from Way Out, it was specifically a tribute to Perry and Kingsley. The song, really? I didn't know that. I just found that out. And the song we just heard, EVA from 1970, that's been sampled by several hip and hop artists uh, most notably Gangstar did it on their song Just uh, Just to Get a Rep and House of Pain did it on the remix of their song Fed Up both borrowed from that song but no way that's where I, I recognize it from the gangster. Uh, I just didn't, I didn't dig that deep to like realize. Wait, and he, so here's, here's either. the mind bender for me. One last fun fact before we mention our next sponsor, Perry, who we just heard right there, Jean Jacques, co-wrote a song called The Savers. We've all heard the song, The Savers. Maybe we didn't realize that's what it was at the time, but that was the intro theme music to the very popular seventies and eighties game show, The Joker's Wild from 1972 oh. until 1978. <laughs> his, one of his songs called The Savers was the intro music to the Joker's Wild. Uh, Always learning, man. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, get into this app. It's so fun. It's so weird. Just like, you know, you just be like, I wonder what was going on in slow, weird music in Algeria in 1980s, (laughs) you know, and you'll just, I I found, you know, uh, a Nigerian artist called Maman Sani that's just like this, like, journey music of like keyboard <laughs> stuff i don't know it's at i've just it's a treasure trove of, of stuff and it, it's fun to just like see even compared to what was going on in the 80s in the u.s that we know like what was happening in canada just right above the border you right, know and like right. it's it's amazing it's it's just like parallel universes and so fun and and it, it really uh, it flips your whole mindset on on what is pop you know because it's different everywhere you go in the world absolutely well that guy had big hits over in europe and really in other parts of the world apparently the people who used his music more than anyone were the japanese in numerous kids stuff and adult mm. stuff as well the app by the way is called radio and that's with four o's so look it up recommended by harmar superstar who we'll get back to here in just a moment but first i want to talk to sean because in addition to being my friend colleague, co-owner of The Brian Oak Show. He is also a realtor for 50th in France, and you help people buy and sell homes. I do. Just give me a call at 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. Uh, if you're one of these people who's like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody yet. I just want to text. <laughs> We're not ready yet. Right. I just want to text you and make sure like we can kind of know where we stand. So baby steps. Baby steps saying. exactly. All but right. but I try to I try to help people out and and uh get them ready. Like I have a couple right now where a friend of ours actually is going to do some uh remodeling work and help uh with them to get their place ready to go and maybe they sell now and maybe they sell next spring, who knows. But anyway, just give me a call uh 612-859-2594 or text if you're scared. <laughs> Trust me, Sean's not that scary. I mean, you know, <laughs> do what he says and move very slowly and around. everything's cool. And keep your hands close to your body, but otherwise <laughs> otherwise, he's just fine to hang out with. It is the Brian Oak Show, Harmar Superstar, the one and only, is our guest. And um, you have some music coming out because you don't only perform under the name Harmar Superstar. You're also part of a collaborative effort along with Sabrina Ellis uh, called Heartbones. And we've certainly heard some great music, seen some incredible live shows. And Record Store Day this year is weird. The first installment, it's been broken up into three installments, uh, assumably, or presumably rather, 
to break up the crowds so that we don't have eight gajillion people at every record store in line on one day ramming through. I mean, because record store day is one of those Black Friday type events where people are reaching over your shoulder in the bin to grab a record they see. It's chaos. It's close quarters. And so they've broken it up into three separate weekends. This Saturday is the first installment if the record store happens to be open. And then coming up in September is the second installment. And on that particular day, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but in the September installment you uh, as heartbones have a brand new seven inch record store day exclusive coming out is that right yes yes that's for the uh what's what's the drop date it's uh yeah september 26th there we go the second one um uh we're gonna be releasing a seven inch that there's only 500 copies of Mm -hmm. um for a new exclusive song called hurricane uh which um uh, timely now i was gonna but, say uh, but, very, very timely with the b-side but, uh, the b-side is laura um and so it's called hurricane but this was written obviously quite a while ago yeah yeah we wrote it quite a while ago um sabrina it lives down in austin texas and and uh their family is um kind of near galveston so we, we you know we kind of um likened our you know we, we're always kind of searching for emotional connections to to everything and uh, and um basically kind of we're both whirlwind people that are uh, that are like you know basically a, a hurricane <laughs> hit the room uh, <laughs> once you left if, if if we let it but um but so yeah this this single we put out ourselves uh it will there are 500 copies they're all in red vinyl and hurricanes a side and then a song that we released digitally uh a year and a half ago called disappear that's never been on any physical format will be the b-side so uh we're really excited for that and hopefully you know you can get your copy i, I know down in the valley's got some and i'm sure i'm sure mill city sound and, and agarta and a bunch of stores in town will fetus. have have copies fetus fetus yeah fetus definitely has it um so yeah i hope uh i hope you can snag your copy while you're out there uh i was gonna ask you brian you've been at Mill City Sound, right? Like, yeah, I've been um, working there for a few months now. So there's no, that's just, there's the doors are staying closed for the good of the public, right? Well, unfortunately, yes. So I work at Mill City Sound in Hopkins, uh, which is an incredible record store. Rob, the owner, is a great curator, you know. Um, yes, he, he's one of my favorites. He doesn't have any crap on the floor, you know. I mean, like, and I don't mean literally on the floor, but I mean out in the racks. He just, he refuses to have real scratchy, I mean, there is a 99 cent bin down in the basement, but it's hidden in the dark corner of the basement for yeah. a reason. Uh, he likes to put out a quality product and he takes a great deal of pride in picking the right albums and the right music, and it's a delight working there. Unfortunately, so they were closed for a while when the pandemic first hit and everybody shut down. Then we opened with limited attendance. Everybody asked to wear masks. We cleaned down the store a few times a day, and everything was going great. And then, unfortunately, someone in the inside spiked a fever earlier this week. And so Mill Mill City is closed until further notice, and we're still trying to suss out, once we get back the, the test result on the COVID bit, if there's no positive COVID test involved, then likely there will be a limited reopen soon. I don't know if it'll be in time for Record Store Day, but basically they're going to have their allotment of what they've got for Record Store Day because, you know, you, you ask for 20 of a certain item and you get four of them, right? And so yeah. that's why things go pretty quickly. But unfortunately, until we know for sure, it will be closed to the public, which is not the case everywhere else. So do get out and support your local record yeah. stores. Do get out and support artists. And, you know, 
very few. I mean, artists aren't making any money right now from touring, and touring is where they make their money. Yeah. Get out and buy records, and by all means, go to radio and go to Spotify and and listen and discover new music. But then when it comes down to it, Harmar, what's your main website? Uh, it's HarmarSuperstar.com. That seems pretty There's easy. Also heartbones2.com okay and, fine go yeah. to either of those and buy a fucking t-shirt all right or buy a, a yes, piece of 12 inch you. vinyl and i'm not just talking about strictly heartbones or harmar your favorite artists right now are talk about thin margins look yeah. at the number of restaurants and small businesses of all stripes that have closed permanently due to the pandemic or perhaps their building was burned if there are things about this community if there are things about life that you love buy a gift card buy a record buy a t-shirt get some t- out whatever you need to do to keep and i know that it's tough for everybody right now you can't just go out and write everybody giant checks but of course if you can i would really like it if you would (laughs) but not everybody not everybody can do that right now right but Make sure, when it, especially when it comes to music, go buy a couple fucking t-shirts, yep. you know? Do you love Harmar Superstar? Well, of course, that's a rhetorical question. The answer is a resounding yes. Go buy a couple fucking t-shirts at HarmarSuperstar.com. It's not that simple. Get out and so, and that's what I mean when I say get out and support your local record stores. I know not everybody wants to be out right now. I know that, you know, everything is closed down right now, but there are places you can go here and there, and if you want to stay home, the comfort of your own little cozy, hazy bubble, you can do all that shit online as well. Speaking of people staying home harmar i don't know how you feel about it but i am a lifelong devotee of the great minnesota get together the minnesota state fair i have been literally every single year of my life and now 2020 is going to be the exception my 21 year old daughter is pissed because she's also been every year of her life and it was our thing you know my wife being from chicago she doesn't understand what the appeal is she also gets a little antsy around crowds which means the state fair is not for you and this year because of crowding there's just there's not a way to do a state fair that's going to resemble anything that's happened in the past and it should have started today today oh my god it's so crushing it was supposed to be today today Uh, man pronto pups were waiting every year first day walk in i got my pronto pup stand i go to whether there's no one in line or 40 people in line i got a ritual man i get two pronto pups one with just mustard the other one with mustard and ketchup and i've done that every year for my god 25 years maybe longer it's just it's my thing it's actually oh. making my mouth water right now. I know. I'm missing the turkey sandwich. And oh, the, that's so ooh, good. The sweet corn. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The turkey sandwich, like, the older I get, it just comes down to that. Wait. Like, wow. <laughs> it's kind of hidden just, around a corner. really good turkey, and I want a sandwich of it. I'm just like a white... <laughs> bread bun exactly no there's nothing fancy about it but the turkey's perfect and it's kind of hidden in that little stand around the corner so if you don't know about it you might go your whole life without a turkey sandwich and if we don't get covid under wraps you might go your whole life without a turkey sandwich oh, so, don't say that I look oh at- my god yeah I, it's it's hard it's one of those things i laura and i were biking around kind of you know now in, in covid by my daytime ritual you know revolves around getting an hour or two of just on the bike time because uh you know i'll go insane and my mental health will decline very quickly if i don't get exercise at this point so we've been you know going every different direction that we can and one day we went out to the harmar mall just to you know pay homage to the The namesake namesake. (laughs) and then we went down to the the uh, empty fairgrounds, which are you know they're just city mm. streets. So you can you can roll through on your bike or stroll through, and it was just so sad just seeing everything closed down and knowing it wasn't the excitement wasn't there to open. And that's like you know multi multi million dollar business for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's huge. And, 
seeing everything shut down and just four sweet Martha's cookie stands that won't be won't be opening this year it was just it was it was bleak but um you know i think during this time i'm really gonna use uh i've been working on a a, a musical idea that's based on the minnesota state fair in Ooh. particular and so i'm kind of trying to hash out the outline and get the script together because john fields and i have been writing some music for it we already have like three or four songs done um, and now I just need to finish the script so I know what other songs we actually need before I go too crazy and, and, you know, start throwing out the life raft for, uh, you know, other people to join me on this crazy, uh, mission. But, but, uh, but so I'm, I'm trying to use this, this time frame of the state fair as kind of a, a kick in the ass without it going on for me to, to get my outline and kind of just be inspired by what could have been. I but, love you know. <laughs> I love that you brought up uh, John Field's name because I can't tell you the number of Minnesota musicians I've interviewed on this show and in my life in radio that bring up John Field's name with this sort of wonderful reverence. Not only is he a nice guy, a wildly talented guy, has produced more or less half of the bands and artists that exist on the planet. But I remember once very clearly, M. Doty of Soul Coughing fame and then solo artist fame. He came through once promoting a solo record, and this was quite some time ago. And he had worked with John Fields, and I said, yeah. what, "What was your takeaway with John Fields?" And he, and he looked at me and he got kind of a serious look in his eyes and he's like John Fields has a mafia like loyalty to Minnesota and the musicians yeah. in Minnesota because I mean all the stuff he produces if he needs session guys he brings in Minnesota players and oh, yeah. his loyalty and his love of Minnesota despite the fact that he's you know internationally acclaimed work with everybody uh, he still has this deep seated love of well frankly people like you yeah, I mean, we, we made the album The Handler together in L.A. when we both lived there. I didn't really know him in town before that in Minneapolis. But we both ended up out in L.A. And, and made this album, just sort of happened through a circumstance um, to just be available for each other and had the most fun. And the thing about him is that he's just so fast. It's one of those, I've never worked with someone who, he's an engineer and a player and everything's plugged in and ready to go. So it's mm. like, you're basically in a candy store and, you know, so like I'll be like playing a keyboard riff and be like, Oh, check it out. I'll have a beat. And then I'll, by that point I'll have like a baseline and then I'll like try to like chicken scratch it down. And he's like, hold <laughs> on. And he grabs the bass from you and plays it like 80 times better. And the idea that you formed. And then, you know, it's basically us two, like just bouncing back and forth in some sort of like riddle and nightmare of amazing. <laughs> it's like, like, you know, just out there and then all of a sudden there's a tr you know a verse and a chorus and it's you know it's that like basically the song's done and then i have to like you know break my brain over trying to write a bridge for it for the next month but um but yeah like while you're singing a vocal track he's editing it somehow i don't even mm. understand he's faster than the computer but, uh, <laughs> it's like it's uh it's you know and it, yeah it's 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 uh it's a whole process that I, I love doing with that guy. And it's like, every time we go in for a three hour session, I come out with two fully executed pop gems and I'm, yeah. I'm just totally blown away by the speed and the quality 
<laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, we need to get to another song here, and then we'll come back Ooh. and say a quick goodbye. So now we're going to get into music from a British band that I've seen you tweet and mention on social media recently as you're in love with their new record. But they've been around for a while. They've been around, actually, for almost 20 years. Uh, we're going to hear yeah. some music from the Cribs. What about the Cribs do you love? Uh, well, I just I have like a strong kinship for them because I went to see their early shows in London when they were both starting out and people were starting to kind of figure out uh, the Harmar stuff over there. So we kind of bonded at their early shows. They were always kind of stage diving and their, you know, their pants were ripping off while their guitars <laughs> were breaking in half. And like, you know, and they're just kind of like these like this chaotic ball of amazing energy. And then when you step back, you realize these like <clears throat> these rock songs are just super pop songs and I, I always envy a solid like amazing pop trio because imagine being able to tour with just three people in your band and sound that good and they're all brothers and they have they just have like the whole package going on but uh i'm just it's psyched for them they, they, i don't know i think they were we we got along immediately because i saw their show and they were fans of my other project shananak they're the like the five you know three of the 20 people in in england who were obsessed with kill rock stars in the late 90s and i was on that label so they actually knew who i was and i was like oh wow you you don't even know the the stuff that's being you know touted in the in in the nme right now you know like right. early weird stuff that people in my hometown don't even know that's amazing so <laughs> uh you know they're just They've got their ear to the ground. They're amazing kind of like punk energy, but super pop. Um, I don't know. They, they've got like a, a Husker Du kind of energy, but they, they take it even a little more catchy than, than uh, Husker Du ever did. Well, let's do it. Let's hear some music from the Cribs. This is Running Into You. New music from the Cribs here on The Brian Oak Show.
name? The music of the Cribs here on the Brian Oak Show, running into you. That's a brand new one chosen by Harmar Superstar. Before we wrap up with Harmar, I do want to thank uh, Smart Start MN. I do want to thank Busters on 28th. I want to thank Sean Bernard. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Brian. I also want to thank AudioQuip and all of our Patreon supporters and the Juggaloaks who have been loyal to a fault. Um, they have their own. They have their own site out there to help follow along to the Brian Oak Show. With special thanks to Linda and to Nikki. Nikki doing the design. Linda with the execution of this beautiful Juggaloak and face mask right here that we may have to uh, do something with somewhere down the road. It's a little creepy having you wear something on your face that is of your face. Well, that's why I asked Harmar, but I realized yeah. of all the guests we've had in. 86 episodes, he's probably the person who's worn more of his own image than anyone else we've ever talked to, but in a a good way, in a totally amazing way. That's why he's the superstar. Before we let you go, I did see you tweet the, uh, the other day. Maybe a little while ago, uh, I know that we're coming up very soon on Bill and Ted three. Uh, the, the for the the final part of the legendary triptych of the Bill and Ted <laughs> movies, um, and that you were this close to getting a song or two on that soundtrack. How did that come about? Uh, well, I don't know. It was kind of just thrown out there by uh, uh, my sync company, who you know puts my my music in commercials and TV movies and all that stuff. But uh, uh, you know, it was kind of a they asked, you know, they thought Harmar was a vibe that would probably fit with the Bill and Ted legacy. Agreed. And I agree because I'm a huge fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, we wrote a couple kind of like 80s kind of, uh, you know, pieces. They, they were looking for very specific things. We wrote where uh, uh, I wrote with um, my my friends Ryan Mock and Aaron Baum a few songs uh, distance style. But I think that was, uh, you know. It was a big experiment at first because it was right when the pandemic started. Um, you know, I, I, for one, am not very proficient in the studio as far as engineering goes. So um, just to get it all together and write my ideas and, and have, you know, them fleshed out then sent back and be able to, like, record my vocals and add little parts um, was a big deal. And we actually came up with two pretty awesome kind of, like, 80s-inspired jams but uh you know they were they got really far in the process they were fought for and they were also like you know uh uh heavily considered but you know i i I just thought it was a lot of fun to write for and i think doing that that got me off my ass in a way that i i probably wouldn't have and now i've been actually kind of collaborating uh you know here and there with people I've, i've definitely not felt super super creative uh in this in this time but um now I actually feel some some sort of confidence in the fact that I can create so that, you know, that that, that was a huge thing for me. And the fact that, you know, you, you even considered for Bill and Ted three is <laughs> is a is a huge thing for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, I. I don't think anybody needs to be reminded about that. It's awesome. I mean, you've already done such cool stuff, and you've popped up in some of the most unlikely and amazing places over the course of your career. I know it'll obviously continue to go on, and we do have to wrap up, man. We are up against the clock, but I wanted to say um, stay healthy, stay sane, keep fighting the good fight. If people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, latest updates, merch, all that, harmarsuperstar.com, and what is your um, Twitter handle? Uh, this is Harmar Superstar. Okay. At well, Harm. Yep. At Harmar Superstar. I re- recommended yep. follow here from the Brian Oak Show. Uh, Sean, we'll talk to you again very soon. Hopefully, promise me this. Once the pandemic is safely in the rearview mirror, you'll come down and do one of these live with us here at the Smart Start MN studio. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, I want. I want to. I wanted to do this in person, but I just felt like me through a mask would sound like a muffled mess. And yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of alliteration. What if? What if? What if? What if we set it set it up so it was only masks? Like this is a mask oh, yeah. only studio. <laughs> just well, an idea. We're all wearing like. We're all wearing Mike Myers masks or Michael Myers <laughs> yeah. masks. We're just spitballing. <laughs> Nothing's written in stone, man. Nothing's written in stone, all right? Yeah. Uh, Harmar, you take care, man. We're going to wrap up with a song here that I chose this last one because it's a very august occasion. This is an album that came out 40 years ago. Mm. It is the sophomore effort from none other than Athens, Georgia's own B-52s. The album called Wild Planet. And the reason, well, A, I love this record and I listen to it over and over and over again, but it holds a special place in my life personally, not unlike Husker Du's NRK that actually changed my life. I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard B-52s and even found out that they existed. Uh, a friend of mine, a colleague, if you will, um, on the swim team, we were on the utility bus going home. It was the middle of winter. It was freezing. And I was starting to listen to some weirder music. And a friend of mine, Aaron, Aaron Starr, I remember it well, handed this. He's like, you should listen to this record. And I had my Walkman and I listened to it on the way home. And my mouth fell open. I did. I'd never heard anything like the B-52s before. I didn't know. And I thought I, I thought about it and I got home and I looked and I'm like, well, it's, even in my young age, you know, I didn't get it in 1980. I probably got it in 83, something like that. But at my young age, I looked at it. And I'm like, Warner Brothers. Well, that that's a major label. And I had this sort of aha moment growing up in Coon Rapids. And there were a lot of them. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. If these guys are on a major label. And I don't hear them on the radio. Maybe that means there's a lot of cool bands out there I've never heard of before. Hmm. Started taking the bus down to Northern Lights once a month, <laughs> and my life was literally changed by this album. And it's got bigger, more popular songs on it, like Devil in My Car and Private Idaho. But we're going to go with one of my personal favorites to wrap up episode... Is this really episode 86? It really is. Episode 86 of The Brian Oak Show. Thanks again, Sean. Thanks to the other Sean, one Harmar superstar. We leave you with 40-year-old music from the B-52s. This is Strobe Light on The Brian Oak Show. Tonight. I want you to walk in the door. I want you to lay on the floor. Cause tonight's the night we make love under a sofa.
to my head Everything I see is red Baby, when I kiss your hair I feel electricity in the air I'm gonna kiss your eye <gasps> Then I'm gonna kiss your neck <laughs> Then I'm gonna kiss your tummy Ooh. Then I'm gonna kiss your pineapple <laughs> 